And I think that we always want to feel like there's strings attached. But what if it's just like he prepares this table for us Mm -hmm. to take care of us? And it's about provision, not about producing. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Gerth, writers and real life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. Hey, More Than Small Talk friends. Do you ever wonder if you have a seat? If your presence really matters, if you have something to contribute, if so, you're in the right place with us. We're going to talk through that this week. And Susie, this really came out of a speaking engagement you did recently. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the heart behind this week's episode? I will. I spoke at a church in another state and my topic just was born out of prayer. I prayed God, show me specifically something that you want to say to these women and to me. And it was titled, You Have a Seat. And so I began to share with them about the fact that God pulls out a seat for all of us around the table. There's a place for all of us, every age, all our experience, our background, where you're at in your faith, your spiritual maturity. And then we talked about the reasons that we might struggle to take that seat. And afterward, there were women that just came up and began to talk to me one by one by one. And and I'll just give you a little description of some of the women. One was a woman who was a great grandma. And she said, I was a pastor's wife. And now I don't know where I fit. I think my seat's been taken from me. Mm. Had another woman who had fled Ukraine. And she was here as a missionary, had been unsettled by what's going on there. And she said, I'm here now. I had a place. I knew exactly what I was doing. And I feel like that I'm homeless when it comes to knowing what to do. Mm. Young women came up and said, I'm busy with babies and everything else. Susie, I don't think that seat's for me, not in this season. And so just one after one after another just started talking about this. And I saw such a longing in each of them that they did want to know that they had a seat, but for whatever reason felt like it wasn't for them. Mm -hmm. So that's what brought this conversation up, which brings us to our confession question. If you think of God himself offering you a seat around that table right now, right where you're at, sister. What do you tend to say to him? Thank you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like there's so much pressure. And when we were, when I was looking over this and thinking about having a seat at the table, and a lot of times we feel like we don't deserve it or that we're in a season where, you know, people in our lives are not happy with the decisions we're making or boundaries we're putting in place. And I love this scripture, Psalms 23, 5, that says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup mm-hmm. overflows. Preach it, sister. <laughs> I just, I have this visual of like, we feel like we've been uninvited to a table and God's saying, no, like you've got the front seat. You've got the best seat. Yeah. And, you know, with me, you're going to have everything that you need. And 
the people that are against you, they're just going to be in the background. Like they're going to be bringing you, like they're just, don't focus on that. I'm going to take care of you and give you everything that you need at my seat and my table because that's your place of belonging. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I think sometimes when God invites me to do things, I can wonder, wouldn't someone else be better in that seat (laughs) than me? I think especially when I first started speaking and publishing books as an introvert, I really felt like, God, are you sure? Are you sure you want me? Like sitting by myself and typing in a keyboard, I can wrap my mind around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the things that come out of that, I'm I'm not sure that you want me in that seat. And mm-hmm. through time, he has shown me that there are certain places that, yep, that's my seat to take. And that when I'm called to it, then I'm equipped for it and that it's not about me being perfect or doing it the way someone else tells me I have to, but instead just showing up as me and offering what he's placed inside me. And so I feel like I'm still a work in progress in that area. I would love to say, yes, every time God asks something of me, I joyfully and instantly say, of course. But there are times that I think, hmm, you know, maybe so-and-so that I admire so much would be a bit better at that. Yeah. And what if, Holly, it's not about what you do. It's just taking the seat. Yeah. Just understanding that there's a seat for you around this table, that one of the biggest joy stealers is disqualifying ourselves from taking a seat, even as God himself is pulling out the chair. Yeah, it's good. You know, and one of the things that uh, as I begin to look into the reasons we disqualify ourselves from saying, okay, Lord, you know what? I get to partner with you in my family, in my community, whatever it looks like. We're not talking about just ministry. Mm -hmm. We're talking about for some of you taking the seat at the table and God saying, I specifically chose you to love and mother that child. I specifically chose you to shine the light to your next door neighbor, you know. And some of the reasons that people said, okay, I struggle because, number one, I don't know what to do once I take the seat. Mm -hmm. Like, what's required of me? Am I going to fail? Am I going to fall? Am I going to disappoint God? And, you know, showing up is one of the most powerful things we can do. Mm-hmm. Sitting down and saying, okay, Father, for whatever reason, in your great love and mercy, right where I am, you're saying, Suze and Jennifer or Kara or Holly or whoever's listening, there's a seat reserved for you. You're part of the plan to love right. the world. Would you please just sit down? Right. <laughs> and sometimes coming to the table means coming and getting what you need because we need nourishment. Yeah. You know, so it's not about like, I think sometimes we like think of the table as belonging or like deserving to be there. But what if the table is set because like that's what we need on it? You yeah. know, like that's what we need around it, like our people. And yeah. I think that we always want to feel like there's strings attached, but yeah. what if it's just like he prepares this table for us mm-hmm. to take care of us and it's about provision, not about producing. Yeah. And I think that that can be, I can sit at that table. So taking your seat is kind of an intimate act yeah. of trust. Right. It's invitation, right? Yeah. 
It is. I love that. I think that when we take our seat, when we say, okay, I know that I'm not like her, but she's not like me either. Like uniquely, we all bring something to the body of Christ. And I love the, I believe it's in First Corinthians, oh, I, 12 or 14. So I'm dancing around that. But if you read that verse about the body of Christ in the message, it's hilarious Mm -hmm. because it basically says, hey, you know, you're worried about all of these parts that are visible. But honestly, it's your digestive system that's the most important when it comes down to it. And I'm reading that and I'm just laughing and thinking, "Okay, Lord, all of us are needed. We all play a part. And there are people that you can love that are not going to be drawn to who I am. They're going to be drawn to you. And maybe right in your circumstances, right where you're at, going through that transition or that hurt, maybe that's a place while you're sitting there and you've taken that seat that God's going to draw someone to you who is in that same hurt, and Mm -hmm. you're going to love them well because you get it. Yeah. And I think sometimes we tell ourselves, when I get myself together, I'll take the seat. 100%. 100%. You know? yeah. 100%. <laughs> I'm just going to go to the bathroom one more time and fix my lip gloss, you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah. just one more time. And then I'll sit down. Yeah. And I think the invitation is sit down now as you are. Yeah. yeah. You know, just, yeah. Well, if we look around, what we're going to find is once we take our seat is that there's an empty seat next to us and we get the great privilege <laughs> of looking over at our sister who's standing at a distance and saying, hey. There's a seat for you right here. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah. Because when we begin to understand that there's a seat for us, we begin to understand that there's a seat for her too. Right. So good. Well, what do you think will help us when we struggle with feeling like we should, you know, step up and take that seat? What will help us just take our place there? Yeah. I don't think this is a doing thing. I think this is a being thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You are beloved. You are known by God and you are loved, loved, loved by him. And there's no other version of this story. There's just not. There's not a chapter two or a a preface or a, you know, you are loved, loved, loved by God. And there's no other version of the story. So as he holds out that seat and he says, here's a glimpse of heaven on earth Mm -hmm. is all my girls. Yeah. All my children. Mm -hmm. Standing together shoulder to shoulder with all their experiences and their diversities and their differences and their backstory. And they are loving each other and loving me. And it is making a difference in the world. You know? And I think it's also just staying in alignment with who God created us to be. Yeah. Yeah. So one question that can help with that is asking, what makes me feel alive? What are the things that you do, even if they're a little strange or other people don't want yeah. to do them, that you feel this internal spark when you're doing them. That's probably part of your seat, yeah. I think. You One know? Of, yeah. Yeah. One of the things that surprised me at this event I was speaking at is they were, after this long pandemic, we're now creating community, face-to-face community. And many of the women that were in the crowd were very young women. And one of the things that was drawing them together was they have this new ministry coming where they get together and they create prep meals and they learn new recipes and they cook together. And I thought, okay, 
way back in the day, that would have been for the much older women. Yeah. You know, but it was such a place of comfort and fun around food and meal plans and doing all of that. And I just thought, okay, somebody came up with that idea and said, I like to meal prep. Yeah. Let's see if anybody shows up. And like 60 people showed up in the community. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's too, knowing that you have something valuable, you know, I think that that's really cool that we can serve in whatever capacity and take our rightful place in our seat without feeling like we have to earn it. And here's what I find a lot of women can fall into is thinking what comes most naturally to us somehow is less valuable because it's easy for us. Mm -hmm. Like meal prep, that person who... I could imagine her saying, well, that's no big deal. Right. Yeah. You know, but it's a huge deal for those of us who aren't gifted in that way. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's another question we can ask ourselves. What do I do that people are like, wow. And we say that, (laughs) you know, like that's nothing. That's no big deal. It actually probably is. It probably is something that you can contribute from your seat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go to a relative's home. She's in her 90s. And for the last 50 years, she has had this quarter acre of irises come up every year. And she's been on her knees for 50 years, dividing bulbs and making it beautiful. And so the other day I was talking to her son and said, hey, would it be okay if I went and I got some of those bulbs and I'll divide them for you? I'll work that because she's now not able to do that. But could I have some of the bulbs to take to my new place just because I've always loved what she's done? And it was so funny because I had two women around me said, when are you going to do that? They were family members. Mm-hmm. When are you going to do that? Can we go? I want to do that. And I thought, see, gardening for me is second nature. It's just something I love. It brings me joy. Flowers bring me joy. And they were like, we want to go. We want to learn. We want to know what that's all about. And I thought, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 You never know. You never Never know. know. It can be what seems to you like the smallest thing can make the biggest difference. Yeah. So from a practical perspective, as we think about taking our seat, what does that look like? I think one thing for me is just remembering how much faithfulness is a part of it. That like once we take our seat, just staying in our seat. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because the world will try to tell us, oh, you should be doing something different. You should be doing something bigger. You should be doing something more. And I think that just showing up and taking our seat is more powerful than we know. Um, recently, we went to see Mark's sister and we got to go to a church we don't always. And Mark's bus driver from high school was there. Her name's Debbie Taylor, and she drove a bus for 38 years. Wow. And that was literally her seat. Mm-hmm. And she said she loves seeing who her, she called them her bus kids, grew Aww. up to be. Mm-hmm. And my sister-in-law is about to go be a missionary in Africa. And she, Debbie said, I could not be more prouder if the United States president rode on my bus than a missionary. Aww. And she'd had kids who'd grown up to do all kinds of things. Missionaries, engineers, teachers, coaches, mamas. You know, and it was just so beautiful to see her light up and 
think, yep, that was that was her seat. And she mm. showed up every day for 38 years yeah. and it made a difference. It does. It really, really does. Well, for some of you today, you're going to be just embracing this and excited about it. And the second that you start to accept that you have a seat, you have an enemy mm. <laughs> who desires nothing more than to take you away from that thought. So I would just say to yourself, whenever you feel that doubt, I want you to assure yourself that not only do you have a seat, but that God himself who loves you has pulled out that seat and said, Sis, right where you're at, right where you're going through, all the things you face behind you and all the things that are ahead, you have a seat. Good, Sis. Yeah. Now I think just take someone with you because there's the empty mm -hmm. seat right next to you. Make sure you take someone with you because they need, sometimes people just need to have someone right by their side and remind them like you have a place, you still matter. Yeah. Invite someone to your table. And that's a perfect segue into our next episode. Yeah. Next week is you're not the only one. And if you would like a resource to help you figure out your seat, I would love for you to find my book. You're already amazing. It will coach you basically through what are my strengths? What are my skills? Who am I called to serve? Help you draft a mission statement and then make a do what you can plan to live that out. Mm -hmm. And so I would love for you to find that through my site, hollygirth.com. And wherever you are today, you have a seat, you matter, you belong, and you're making a difference more than you can even know. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.